0: You know, in, the, in this giving spirit in, of Christmas, that we all should be generous. I just wanted to brag on family life here for a minute. We did something this year that we that we didn't do in the past. We've always given things and supported single mothers and things like that. But we we adopted an orphanage, Casa de Esperanza, and uh, they they are a local orphanage that deal with, uh, with deal with all kind of uh, children with different issues and provide homes for them. And so. Uh, our congregation sponsored fifty-three kids, fifty-three kids, and, and the church gave all the home all the home moms. We gave them all gift certificates and things, but that, that's not it. Um, our church we gave you gave so much that they actually had enough to sponsor one hundred and ten kids. That's awesome, you know, and uh, to give, you know, to give something. Uh, for, for children who, who, don't, who don't have anything, I think that's awesome. And I, I believe, you know, that uh, if you want to touch the heart of the Father, you take care of kids. You take care of kids. There's no other way around that. So anyway, obviously all the kids are in here this morning, which means I'm going to be short. And uh, one, one of the a man I was coming here and the man told me, this is awesome, all the kids are with us. I said, yeah, that's awesome. After today, you'll know why we do it once a year, you know. But let's look at the Christmas story, and we're going to talk about joy, the word joy this morning, Luke 2, 6 through 10, it says, while they were still there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news, and here's the line I want to focus on, that will cause great joy for all the people. And this is amazing that the, these angels appear to some shepherds who, if you, if you know anything about shepherds in this day, shepherds were actually in the lower class. They were, they were considered uh, not with great honor like, we, like some would consider them today. And the angel makes a, uh, an incredible declaration to these shepherds. It's really staggering. And what they said was, man, the birth of this baby Jesus will usher in a time of unprecedented uh, joy into the world, to, to all the people, to all who accept him. And, you know, so Jesus, he entered our world at a time of great hardship. If you think about it at the time, there was, uh, everyone was dominated by Rome. Rome. Uh, Israel, the Jewish people were subservient, had had to pay honor to the Roman occupation of their land. Um, there was also economic hardships. People were just trying uh, to get by. And we talked about how there was just moral decay, incredible uh, moral bankruptcy in the world at this time. And so it was during this that God promised that I'm going to send my son and it's going to bring joy into the world. A great joy for all the people. And you know, when I was thinking about this, this promise of joy, it was not just to the Jewish people 2,000 years ago. It, it was not just to uh, a certain group of people. The promise of joy is, is that Jesus would bring, bring joy into the world, past tense, present tense, and into the future tense. That, that if we can accept Jesus, if we can follow Jesus, if we have Jesus in our lives, that no matter what's going on in our lives, we can have unprecedented joy, we can have joy that's really unexplainable. So this morning, I just want to ask you a question, just a simple question, and just think about this. I'm not going to talk very long today, but just think about this as, as we're talking, um, and, and here's here's the question, am I experiencing true joy in my life. Is my joy conditional depending upon my current circumstances or do I have joy in my everyday life? And I just want you to think about this. You know, this past week, did you have joy? Last month, did you have joy? Uh, Is your joy conditional on how your life is going or do you have just everyday joy in your life? Now, some of you will lie to yourselves. We have any liars in here? No, no one's going to raise their hand. Only one. Only Francis raised his hand, but he's a chef and he cooks great food. So he's forgiven, okay? But think about this. You may need to ask the people that are around you, you know, do you, do you express joy in your relationships? Do you express joy in your work? Do you express joy in how you deal with people? Or are you one of the ones that are cutting people off and hollering at each other outside the mall? Yeah, you know, I mean, think about this. If we have joy, if we have joy in our lives, then there's joy coming out of us, right? If you don't have joy coming out, you don't have joy in. So let's, let's look at this. See, it's, it's possible to focus on all the difficulties of life that our joy can be taken from us and our joy can be stolen from us. And, and, and one of the things that the devil really wants to do is he wants to steal your joy, And and as as we are in relationship with Jesus, uh, our joy should not be stolen from us. So here's the thing. Someone may ask, well, how can Jesus Jesus bring joy into my life when I have problems? And and here, there's a a simple answer to this, and and the answer is this. The reason that Jesus brought joy into the world is because Jesus solved, past tense, he has solved our three biggest problems in life. All of us have three problems. Our past, our present, our future. That, that, you, I mean, that, that that encompasses everything. And so let's look at these real quickly. First of all, because Jesus came, my past can be forgiven. My past can be forgiven. And I, I don't know about you. I'm just under the assumption. But I know me, and I am uh, 48 years old. I'm fixing to be 49, so I'm on the back end of 48. But I'm... I'm you know, i got a few more days, and I'm living it up, you know? But think about this. In my time on earth, I have done some things that I have great regret over. I mean, I have, if I could go back and live my life over, I wouldn't have the same regrets. I'd probably have some new ones because, you know, we're, 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 we're human. But think about that. One of the great flaws with hu- humanity is, you know, we do things wrong. We mess up. We have regrets, and regrets bring guilt. And man, guilt can just uh, steal your joy. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 24, look at this. It says, yes, all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious ideal, yet now God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus Christ, who in his kindness freely takes away our sins. And and I wanted to see the difference is, is you can live with your sin and you can live with the regret, and bitterness, and all that, all the, all the deception that goes with that, or you can just give it to Jesus and let him take it away. Uh, I was reading the paper a few years ago, and, you know, when they actually had papers, and and uh, there was a story, you know how people write stories to the editor? And this is one of my favorite. There's a story to the editor during Christmas a few days ago, and a little boy wrote the editor, and he, he said, three boys live in our house, Jeffrey, David, and Norman. Jeffrey is good some of the time, and David is good some of the time. However, Norman is good all the time. Hello, my name is Norman. <laughs> well, That—that's the problem, you know. That's the problem. We're not good all the time. We—we we can't, you know. It's impossible to live 100 uh, percent, you know, perf- to to perfection. So this is our problem. We're not good all the time. We have a sin nature. We make mistakes. We have regrets, and, um, which turns into guilt many times. The good news at Christmas is that God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to forgive you and me of our sins. You know, we can't make up for our past. See, some, what some people do is, I'm going to make up for it. You can't make up for it. You can't make up for it. You just have to be forgiven. And there's three things about uh, forgiveness that I want to talk about real quickly. Um, Well, first of all, Romans 8, 1, it says this, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If we have Christ Jesus in us, we're not supposed to live under the weight of condemnation. That weight is taken from us. But several things you need to know about forgiveness. And the first thing is this, that when we come to Jesus and we ask him to forgive us, it's instant. It's instant. It's over. It's forgiven. It's done. And see, we have a hard time with that because uh, we're used to being forgiven by people. And a lot of times when you ask a person to forgive you, it's not instantaneous. It's like you got to deserve it, you got to work for it, you got to prove yourself. It, w- when you ask Jesus to forgive you, it's instantaneous forgiveness with no strings attached. The second thing is it's undeserved. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, it says that, For it's by grace that we've been saved through faith, and this is not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not by works, that no one can boast if we could deserve forgiveness, it wouldn't mean very much. It, it, it's un, it's undeserved. And I talk to people all the time. Um, I was talking to a man one time, and and uh, you know I was at, talking about the Lord, and he was trying. He felt like he had to get better before he could give his life to the Lord. I'm like, well, how are you going to do that? You're 50 years old. I mean, 48's okay. 50, you're 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 like the cliff. You're like skydiving, right? But, uh, but think about it. And the thing is, we, you know, we can clean up and make ourselves look better, but internally, we can't clean ourselves up without Jesus. We need a Savior. We need forgiveness. We need someone that can help us. And the third thing is forgiveness is complete. Our past can be forgiven completely. I love Psalms 103, 12. It says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he, God, removed our transgressions From us, so my past can be forgiven. But the bigger problem, another problem, is our present, and Jesus can help us to manage our present situations. And some of you right now, some of you right now, all you can't even think about today because all you can think about is all the things you have to manage, all the things you have waiting to do, and Jesus can help us manage. our, our present problems, I love Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And uh, it's, it's, it's really incredible. And In the Greek, the alliteration the, the there is, is that by God can help us by giving us his strength. The, the picture is of a blood transfusion. And, and we, I can do all things through God who infuses me with power. And so here's the thing, you can't manage your daily problems. You can't manage your present problems, but you have Jesus who can can infuse you with his power. How many of you know that sometimes you're going through life and you realize that you need something more than you have? None of us are adequate, and we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be reliant upon Jesus. I love how it reads in the good news. It says, I have the strength to face all conditions by the power that Christ gives me. So, think about all the all the problems you managed this past year. Some of you had financial problems, health problems, relational problems, marriage problems, career problems. You, some of you had problems with your neighbor, right? Some of you had problems with friends. I mean, all, all these things, all these things we're, we're trying to manage, and here's the deal. There's going to be new ones in 2019, so sometimes we just want to get rid of our problems, but as we go through life, new things come up. There will always be something. So the question is not, it, it, the real question is how do you handle your, your problems that pop up? How do you handle the present life crisis in life? And it's by Christ infusing us with power. Now, some of you may be here and you say, uh, I don't have any problems. That's okay. We're going to all pray for you this week that you have major problems in your life. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. So my past can be forgiven, my present can be managed. But here's the third thing, is that my future can be guaranteed. My future can be guaranteed. So, I mean, Jesus, he's taking care of every problem. Our past, if you don't like your past, you can be forgiven and get a new start. I mean, who wants to, that's the best deal around, you know? That everything that comes up in the present can be managed by his power. And uh, my future can be guaranteed. I'm going to read Hebrews 2. 14 and 15, and it says this, since, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. And, and man, the fear of death, can, it can really scare people and it scares some people so much that they just, choose, they just choose to ignore it. Have any of you ever ignored something that you know is going to happen? Yeah, I mean, we know it's going to happen, but if we just don't think about it, if we, just, if we just don't do that, and here we have a universal problem. And I know this is a little bit morbid for Christmas, but all of you in here, we're all going to die, right? And so if something's going to happen... Maybe we should think about it. Maybe we should deal with it. Maybe we should, uh, you know, take advantage of, of our time here. And so the, we're, we're all going to die. But Jesus came to give us a secure future that when we leave this earth, and, it, and it's, it's, it's temporary, it's short, uh, that we can, we can decide where we get to go, that we can go live with Jesus in heaven. And so this is the gift of Jesus that brought joy into the world is that our past can be taken care of, it can be forgiven, our present can be managed, and our future can be guaranteed. But you know know the craziest thing is that some people, many people, millions of people, they never unwrap the gift of Jesus. They just leave him under the tree. Now, tomorrow or or on Tuesday, when you open presents, how many parents are going to have a problem that there's going to be gifts remaining under the tree that are just, they're wrapped up and no one wants to open them? Is, is that going to be a problem? Because it, if it is, my family will be happy to swing by there. And we have professional gift wrappers and openers and, you know, we'll take care of that. That's not a problem, right? That's not a problem. But, uh, but some people, in order, maybe it's pride, maybe it's, uh, you know, it could be a number of different things. Some people, even though God gave a gift to the world, that's why we celebrate Christmas. Because the gift of Jesus was given. And many people, they never take advantage of that gift. Jesus is there all the time and they just, they don't open it, they don't receive him, they don't, they don't take, they don't, they don't take what's rightfully theirs in, in the gift of Jesus. And uh, so how do you open the gift? It's real simple. Romans 10 verse 9 and 10, it tells us how, how you um, open the gift, how do you receive Jesus. It says this. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess and are saved. And so that's how, so there's, there's it's our mouth, confe- it's heart belief and, and mouth confession. And that's really, you know, we have a problem because, uh, Sometimes the bible word for believe it means to put all of your faith in all of your hope in that you're totally committed. So I have a question because we have millions of people in America that play church but they aren't the church. We I, I mean the world the records show that like 78% of people in America they profess that they're Christians that they believe in Jesus that they that they believe, well, they believe in parts of the Bible. But, see, that's not, you know, God, it, would you agree that it was a total commitment for God to send His Son in the world? It was a total commitment. And so the thing is that uh, to accept Jesus, the first thing is you have to believe, which means you're willing to trust Him with every area of your life. You're willing to live for Him. You're willing to die for Him. You, like, He is your everything. Uh, an analogy is if you were a poker player, it's like, I have the best hand, I'm all in. Like, Jesus is the best thing, I am, I am, I am all in, I am totally committed uh, to doing that. So, that's it, I told you I'd be short, I told you I'd be short, but it's very, very important, because I wonder, how many of you this year, many people always tell me, I want next year to be better than this year. Okay, well, How? Is your 2019 going to be better than your 2018? While I'm going to make changes, I just want to submit to you. There's only so much you can do. You need some help. You need some help. And if we get rid of the guilt in our lives and if we ask Jesus to help us manage our problems and if our future is guaranteed, that would help a whole lot. I'm going to pray for you real quick. Would you bow your head with me real quick? Father God, we come before you. We're so thankful that you sent your son into the world. Lord, we're so thankful for the gift of Jesus. And Lord, today we just acknowledge that Jesus can take care of our three biggest problems, our past, our present, and our future. And God, I just want want to pray. First, I want to pray for maybe there's some here this morning that you've never opened the gift of Jesus. You've never committed your life to him and maybe you want to do that today, if that's the case, would you just raise your hand? I'm not, going to, I'm not going to embarrass you, but you're acknowledging I need Jesus. I don't have him in my life. I need Jesus today. Let me ask you this. How many, how many of you, you hear you say, you know, I know I'm a Christian, but I, I don't know if I'm getting everything that Jesus came to give me. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't think that my commitment to him is what it needs to be. And I don't think I'm taking advantage of the gift of Jesus in every area of my life. Would you just raise your hands? We're going to pray together.